Is this thing on? Are you ready, Matt? You're listening to Box Office Avengers with Matt Diaz and Ernesto Santos. Good evening, folks. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Welcome back, guys. Another episode of Box Office Bingers. Matt, we have such a very special guest with us today. We do. And what, and what are we reviewing? We have we don't do this very often. It's not no. very often we reviewed reality, a reality game show. I don't even know if I'd call it like <laughs> regular reality TV. No, it's it's not. I mean, it is reality. Oh. <laughs> damn it! I gotta do my damn watch. <laughs> that was great. Please, can I keep going? All right, you know what? Whatever. We're gonna keep going. That was great. Oh, okay. Hashtag epic fail. <laughs> Bomb emoji, bomb emojis. (laughs) I did that on air once, so at least it didn't broadcast. Well, I guess it it was live. We could do this if you want. No, we're we're sticking with it, I think. I don't know. Oh, we're going. We're We're going. going. We're here. We're here, guys. We're already here. Those who are listening, they're like, they're here. They're they're like, what the hell is going on? What is happening? Yeah. Um, Strap in. Yes. Uh, yes, uh, this week we are reviewing uh, The Circle Season 2, which we don't, tip, like you said, Ernest, we don't typically uh, talk about reality TV, but we do it for very and, and a very special occasion. In this case, we have our very own Kellyanne Class, our, our new friend, as well as first time being on a podcast. So welcome. How are you today? Thanks. I'm feeling great, you know, feeling... A little tired. We've been up, you know, for a very long time. Too. Yes, we well, have. Well, yes. I, I, I have, you know, at least. Uh, but yeah, no, it feels great. My first podcast um, went very smoothly to begin with, so it only is going to say what's going to happen next. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's very true. You know, you know uh, Kellyanne, uh, Ernesto over here is a madman uh, because he wakes up at one o'clock to do yoga every morning. My wife don't put me on the spot like that. I mean, I mean <laughs> Like she said, two that o'clock is mad early. props. That I know, yes. and like I like for me, it's like I get up with enough time to get ready and walk out the door. Yeah, but you, right. you're like you know, you know what? Two hours early or ish, like an hour and a half early, is like good enough for me to start yoga. To me, that's insane. Um, yeah, it's you important, know, man. your mental health is important. You're right. I absolutely don't right. disagree. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, mental health is important. One o'clock in the morning. I'd rather be sleeping. Yeah. But, I mean, we're, all, it's like, we're already up at the middle of the night. It's like, yes, true. true. And plus, and plus it makes up for, you know, times when you, when you like may oversleep a little bit. So me oversleeping a little bit is like waking up on time. Yeah, that's, okay. that's true. But sometimes you do take naps, right? If, if you have time, you, you'll take a nap in the afternoon. I do. Funny yeah, enough, okay. yeah. funny enough, um, when I have to go pick up my kids from daycare, instead of driving all the way home, I just pull up in the parking lot and I just knock out for like an hour and then I go get them. Don't worry, guys. We're going to get to the actual show here in a minute. But, <laughs> but hey, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Off the rails. <laughs> 
welcome to another episode of Wake Up with Box Office Bingers. Yeah. <laughs> this is how we wake up. <laughs> how do you guys wake up? Let us know. Email yeah, us at yeah. boxofficebingers at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, um, but yes, yeah, so we are um, we're going to be talking about the Circle season two. Something we I mean we we talked about reality TV with uh, with Jacqueline, uh, but now you know this is a little bit different. This isn't we've talked about. Um, well, Love is Blind is was kind of like a game show ish kind of. Not no. This this is I mean this was a clear game show. There was yes. money involved yeah, in the money. end. Yes. Love and blind. Love is Blind. There was just love at the end. There was. <laughs> But that's a winning factor, don't you think? No, no, it is in its own right. But this is money. This is like this. Can, <laughs> this is can economically change somebody's life. Like obviously, like we saw on the show, which we'll get into. Yes. Like every, you know, everybody had their reasons for 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 wanting to go for the win. So you know, it was justified when you see their competitive spirit. You know, like that's when you true. see why they do. Why are they doing the things they do with? I guess, but well, you know, love makes you do crazy shit too. So there's that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that it does. <laughs> um, and then later on in the show, we're going to be talking to Kellyanne and talk to her. She's a meteorologist here at a local news station. She's smart. She's smart. <laughs> she knows a thing or two about the weather. Yeah. She'll, she'll tell you what's going on in the sky, and we're going to learn about how, that process uh, later on in the show. Uh, as, as typically, we start off with news and what you're watching, but uh, we're not doing any news this week. Um, if you go over to our Instagram page at boxoffice underscore bingers, as well as our Facebook page at boxoffice bingers, we'll give you all the latest movie news there. And because we just recorded not but less than 24 hours ago, uh, we had all of our what you're watching over there as well. So you can see our latest stuff we'll be watching in our previous episode when we had Andy on uh you know last week so there you go so now we're moving right into our spoiler review and kind of our breakdown of season two of the circle and there's a lot to dissect here uh there's a lot that happened in here so kelly and i'll start with you what were your thoughts on season two and also you like you saw season one as well so like what did you like about this you know expect going into this new season um, so what really caught my eye when I first watched, uh, the teaser was there was a different age group. So it wasn't just a bunch of young people. It was mixed with older people and also just everyone from different backgrounds. And so I thought that was super cool. They even brought Chloe from too hot to handle. And I was like, mm. okay, she's back for another game show. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Like whatever girl. Um, <laughs> But I just I thought that the that they casted it very well and it really made me just want to watch it and so like that was kind of the the first thing that really like piqued my interest. Obviously, I love reality TV, so how could I not watch it? But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it was very interesting to go from kind of like millennials to um, River or Lee, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of just older people. Then you had Lance Bass. It just so many different characters coming into play, and I, I feel like I was like, how, how do you not know? But I guess when you're in solitary for two weeks straight by yourself, anyone could literally be anybody. Yeah, seriously. Um, Ernesto, I know you walked into this series without watching the first season, so how did you enjoy it? You know, <clears throat> at first I was, you know, very put off because I not very not put off. I guess that's not the right word to say. It's like it's just not normally what I watch, so. Like, but I was sold very quickly. Like okay. just, just the cause, like I kind of how I touched on upon before, like that competition aspect. Like, cause then you, when something like that is involved, you start seeing what 
people can really do. And you you see like how divisive they are and like how tactical like people really can be when when that moment comes from when they need to shine. So there there was a lot of that. So that that comp I really love the whole competition aspect of it and like how people would think about how they're gonna craft their messages in like almost like chess, like thinking like three or four steps ahead. Like so I mean to the you know, naked eye, like for somebody who doesn't watch stuff like this and has a preconception about reality TV, may not even, wouldn't even, probably won't even watch this, but it's almost something like, like if you were thinking about it, you should get, this is one that people should get into. Like I I actually really enjoyed it. Like if they come out with a season three, I would probably be on board. Would you go back and watch season one? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> that, that may be asking a little bit too much. I did okay. think about it. I thought about it because obviously um, the brother, the, the um, what is Mitchell, Mitchell his yeah. uh, his um, his mom and his brother were in season one. Mm-hmm. I just I just wish he, I just wish that Mitchell could have put a shirt on. You know, <laughs> just, we get it, dude. You look good. You, you're ripped. Also, but. the commentary by the host. Is amazing. Like yes. that's yes. one thing that I love about reality TV. If there's a funny host, like it, or like the way that it's edited, I, I just I I think it's really good. Obviously, the whole aspect behind it, but also just the way that it's edited and the host with all their comments and how the editing can lead into their comments and stuff is just really good. So uh, yeah, also that. <laughs> but yeah, also great. like just like that there was just a lot of layers to the game. Like you almost didn't know what game you were playing until the freaking game was over. Like, you know, every, cause like, like every elimination, I guess you would call it, like there would be a different rule. Like when, um, uh, Courtney, the guy who, with the, the glasses, when he became the, um, I, b- like I the believe C- he's called- the Joker, the, the Joker. Joker. And he yes. went in and he, and he went to talk to, uh, Mitchell, and cat before they yeah. and before they came in you know that that was a cool element that they added i thought that was really cool you know instead of it just being the same thing for the entire series like so did they do that in season one or did they do something very you know something similar but different there was actually a lot of elements they added in this season that they did not add in season one being the joker was a, was one of them uh, a super influencer was another um the fact that you can like see uh like the there's a there's a secret a secret influencer i think that was called or no what did i say that already there was the, yeah the, no the super the super secret influencer was the one where the influencer knew who who was selected but then they had to go face to face who they're going to block yeah. yeah all that is new all that is new the the, the 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 formula for season one was just like you had two winners you had two influencers who go in to block one person and that's pretty ah, much okay. how the structure was the whole time. So then me going into season two, after we, my girlfriend and I, you know, Megan, we, we both love, um, we love the first season. So after every curveball, we're literally like jumping out of our chairs like, no, oh. no, they did it. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> they, just, <laughs> they just dropped us another one. <laughs> and uh, I was, the, the biggest one for me, though, and I like, I literally was like running around the apartment. Uh, was uh, when they, what was their names? Um, Lisa and Jack, both being catfishes themselves, both got eliminated that night, and then they had a second chance to be a completely different person 
you know, after being after being blocked, and then now they're going into the game. Everyone else thinks it's it's you know this new guy, uh, which I forgot. I think they, they they named him John. John. John, yeah. But in actuality, like they have all the knowledge of all the stuff, but they can go in with a clean slate. And I thought that was genius because yeah. you just you just don't know who's on the other end of that. And so I think they're really playing with that idea of wh- who is like you don't know who that is, and they can just be pretending who they are. And ultimately, somebody who was catfishing won at the end of the day. Yeah. Also, Jake really enjoyed being Emily. It just seemed like he um, really like strange. like he was like he was oh. like Emily in spirit. He's like, yes, this is my time, girl. Like. <laughs> Like hearing him talk, like go, like him going into the show, like introducing who he is, and, like who he's going to be. I literally was like, this guy, man, like he is not, he he's not. I didn't think it was going to go that far. Like, I don't know. He just uh, obviously his intentions with it. He was like, I'm going to manipulate people, and I'm like, mm, okay, we'll <laughs> no. see how far it gets. And I'm like, oh, he actually got pretty far, which was really surprising. He owned it, I guess. Well, he got as far as which I thought was one of the one of the funniest moments in the show was when they did the the Glamikins challenge. Oh <laughs> my gosh! When that happened, I literally was like, "This is where it all ends for him." Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, he's so calm about it." He's like, "Yeah, I don't really know what I'm doing, but you look great." And it's just like he looks like a the, the mannequin looks like a clown, and I'm like, "How are you yeah. not freaking out right now? Like you were okay and like chill." The fact that you know you're going home. Because you can't do makeup. And, you know, the funny thing is that he didn't know until um, he didn't figure it out until like everyone else was looking at him and like the, like he saw it on screen and he was like, ah, oh, fuck, that's it, I'm I'm done. Like that's <laughs> I, I am I am done today. And he was right because everyone else just saw right through yeah. it. And, like yeah. it was it was a clear giveaway. Well, they didn't write after they asked him like name three brands of of makeup. <laughs> And they're like, that's not a brand. Like, what it's like, clearly a red flag. <laughs> if you're going to be a female, do some sort of research. <laughs> like, like, most things they like, maybe makeup. Maybe, maybe makeup. Maybe maybe five. Just no five. Just have them ready to yeah. go. The, the commercials that you see on TV, you know, the catchy, maybe it's Maybelline. Not that hard. <laughs> oh, man, that was hilarious. And, and also, on the other side of that, you had... Um, uh, was it Delisa? Her name was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's yeah she won. So she was playing her husband Trevor, and she had notes, man. She, she was, was ready. Like, fl- she was flipping through all of these, like oh sports, and she guessed. And it was one of the games. I think it was like don't at. No, it was like a. I was um, screaming. She's like, oh, who's that other basketball player? I'm like, oh Scotty Pippen. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Scotty Pippen. <laughs> I literally was like, oh my gosh, I only know like two of them. I'm like, how is she going to do it? And then she's like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like it. And I'm like, oh, is she going to get it? Yeah. And then she got it. And I'm like, oh, dang girl. Yeah. She she got really lucky with that considering it wasn't in her notes either. Um, so, and, and yeah, to me that was like, that could have easily broke her as well. Cause like he literally, he has a, uh, Trevor in his photo had a, had a base, it was a baseball or football. I don't, I think, I think it was baseball, but like, obviously in, in based on the photo, he has appreciation for sports. So if you don't know the three iconic players of the Chicago bulls, then you're, you're done. Yeah. I mean, even just talking about the catfishes in general, they, they all of them did considerably well. 
like leading up look at river he made it almost he made it almost to the end like he made it to the finale mm-hmm. um i mean technically jake and lisa got taken out but they came back and they were john and nobody was the wiser <laughs> but like two different people trying to play one person you have to make sure your personalities are matched like i yeah. don't that's crazy how that they not were so like in sick <laughs> and think about it. <laughs> ah, yeah, I see what you did that, there. That was not a pun until I started to talk about it. Um, but they were so in tune together, and I feel like it's very hard to take two people and try to put it into one personality and make sure that you talk the same and, you know, all that stuff. It just has to be – there was obviously, like, a lot of strategy involved with, with, yeah. every, with everything that they crafted. Yeah, and and I mean, we kind of saw a little bit of it. I didn't really like dive into their strategy, but you can tell that they were talking back and forth. And I'm sure, like behind the scenes, they had to have been comparing notes because now at this point, I think there was also be. I think I read an article, which I'll dive into some fun facts later about the show. Uh, but one of them was like the producers asked them to split the winnings if they actually if they won, and so they both agreed on it. So you're still dealing with a lot of money here to get a second chance, and. They um and I thought they I think they did pretty well considering um they also because I feel like you have an advantage a little bit if you go toward the end of the game like if you were like Mitchell and Cat like if they really just played it nice they easily could have made it to the end because they mm-hmm. were because they they kind of got in late in the game but it's also harder to get into alliances because you also came in so late so yeah. it, it almost you have a benefit of coming in early instead of like trying hard because that's what that's what happened to uh, the cat she was trying to like 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 what break up alliances yeah and like she was talking to the wrong people that's what she was doing and and then she was like oh this person's bad and they're like oh no all right we're just gonna go talk to somebody over here and form our our knit alliance and then uh obviously she got you know blocked because of it it's i feel like there's a lot of strategy in this in this particular show that you don't really see in other reality shows i could be wrong on that uh which again or to your point is more following a game show than it is a uh than a a reality show no but what what was really interesting is that like and i I read an article somewhere that said that the season two has the same problem as season one whereas like they have these people who come in late to the game but it almost seems like if you're not in from the very beginning that everybody else like you're just fighting an uphill battle you are because everyone else had the because especially like you have to make yourself likable very quickly where they had maybe an extra couple of days to do that and like you yeah. already you already formed that bond so like you're starting everybody from scratch which I thought again going back to Jake and Lisa where they had a very interesting element where they knew everybody's like alliances and everyone's quirks so you could go in there with a different game plan and obviously they did because they modeled their character after a couple of things that everybody liked. So there he was instantly likable. But because of the bond was so, uh, you know, like very close between everyone that's there, he you didn't have any time to connect with everybody in time before the show was over. So uh, I do you think that they should not include people like late in the game? You think it's just to be like we're just gonna go down the list here? Yeah, I mean, it would make the game shorter. Yeah, I mean, yes. I, I think it would be an interesting challenge for the people coming in. I think that cat came in a little bit too strong. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you were able to play the game right, I think that you could ultimately make it work. Like, I think, like, let's say Chloe came in mid-game. I also feel very bad for her because 
she was so trusting in so many people and then like she you know got hurt but like if you take like a, a personality like chloe's and try to put it in mid-game i think that she could do it very well so i think it kind of just depends on the person like if you're too headstrong about stuff like cat was then it probably wouldn't work out but i still think like putting people in mid-game could certainly like shake up things well that that brings up a good point because chloe she didn't come in the beginning and she made it she was the fun one of the the, the no, one she, of the two finalists did. She started she, for the, she didn't start she, at the very mm-hmm. beginning, did she? Yes, yeah, yeah, she did. Okay, well then, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I thought That's I thought she was one point. of the yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> to my previous point, <laughs> yeah. The one that I actually felt bad for was um, uh, I think his name was Bryant, the very first. Oh my goodness! Yeah, the, the very total opposite. Zen. Played too nice. Hey, you guys, play, right. just love each other. But that's so weird, right? You would think, like, in person that would totally work to be, like, as nice as possible. Like, he didn't have any beef with anybody, but he also yeah. – I guess he didn't reach out to anybody either. Like, I yeah. almost felt bad for him because he was very um, – He was, like, open. Uh, he was very open. He was very open. Hello, yes. Let's just talk about love, guys. Hashtag circle family. Like <laughs> – <laughs> I felt so bad for him because I felt like he was a very genuine person. Um, but you, you saw it with Emily. Uh, she was trying to, you know, be nice to everybody, obviously, because she was a dude, not an actual girl. Like, she was a catfish. Um, and, I mean, it worked out for her pretty good. So, I, I guess it kind of just depends on how you reach out to people. And, I don't know, I guess just, is it almost luck? Could be a little bit of that. I- I mean, because, yeah, because you're also dealing with other, like, you don't know who's on the other end of that. So, yeah, and you're also trying to match their personalities. So, like, if they already don't like you, I guess it does sound like a little bit of luck because you're relying on the other person to feel what you're putting out. And and they can only go off of your words, really. Like, they could have have taken that interpretation a lot differently than, than they read it. Like, they could have said it in a nice, genuine way and be like, oh, that person's, like, said it, uh, that person's really mean. Like, I, I didn't take that, uh, you know, as a compliment at all. And we kind of saw that a little bit with, you know, Chloe uh, trying to form friendships and relationships in this. Like, it feels like an odd place. You know what, where I want to find a boyfriend? Here, right now. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I'm not sure if she was actually trying but it just felt odd that like she felt emotionally connected with, you know, in a romantic way. Obviously, that ended as soon as she saw who walked through the door. Um, but it just seemed kind of odd that, you know, if I was walking in there, I would not think romantically at all. This is all strategy because you don't know who's on the other end of that. And it was her. She's the one who she's the one who initiated her being Chloe initiated yes. it initiated it first so you know trevor delisa even said like i wasn't gonna do anything but you know kind of worked into my advantage (laughs) (laughs) basically you know she used it to her advantage during the whole game she did uh who is your favorite uh, contestant who um you know I really liked going into it. Oh, I don't remember her name. The, the scientist from L.A. Oh, Savannah. Savannah. I really liked her. Um, she seemed super genuine. And I also liked um, the one from Dallas, the school teacher. Uh, that, was, it, was that Tara Alicia or? Oh, it was. Yeah, it was Tara Alicia. I really liked her and Tara Alicia, But then they got that beef. And mm. I was like, I don't yeah. I don't like he said she said kind of thing so like 
you know, whatever. Like I like them both at the beginning. Um, I, I don't know. I, I really felt for Brian. Like <laughs> he was so nice. He was so nice. He's like, just love everybody. And you just got to breathe. And I mean, yeah, he was don't nice, but <laughs> yeah, just, you just got to breathe in, man. Breathe. Like, um, I don't know. I guess I don't really have like a favorite, but definitely going into it when we first met everybody, I really liked Terralisha and Savannah. Like I really liked them a lot. They seemed down to earth and it's kind of unfortunate that like those two got into a big beef and I could see why, because it's kind of like the first um, influencers of the season. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, you have to kind of make your alliances and I get it. But uh, I just thought that everyone was cast pretty good. Lance Bass was not expecting that no. at all. <laughs> I was like, "What?" That that definitely led for like, uh, you know, I was we're we're gonna go to bed after that episode, and then it ended. It was like, and Lance Bass, and Lance Bass is about to join the <laughs> join the circle, and I was like, "Ah, oh, shit, <laughs> no way." Is really? And I thought I thought it worked well because it's like it wasn't it wasn't Lance Bass, obviously, but Lisa played it very well where it was like I know him and I worked with him so I could pretend to be him instead of a random fan knowing him personally or not personally. So I think that was a like if I guess if you were gonna pretend to be anybody and if you're working with him for so long, I guess that was a fair move. Yeah. Um. To to go about. Uh. But kind of quickly with the, the Savannah and the Terra Lisa situation. Obviously, there was a lot of, um, like you're mentioning, Kellyanne, the uh, the beef that they had in the beginning, and I feel like that was because that like, they were an influencer. Like because they were influencers first, both of them like had to like hash it out. In in, in like in the um, what would you what was that room called? Um, then, was I won't. Was it the was influencer room? room where they yeah the I, guess, I guess that they would go the, into yeah I guess it didn't have a name did it I don't think it did it's like you it announce, might have like, I just don't remember when they yeah, would give they would either. give their monologues to the screen yes yeah, all I remember much. is they had like drinks waiting for them and like this yes. golden <laughs> notebook with like a golden pen this is so nice oh my gosh look at this drink and I'm like okay. oh the circle helper hooking us up in here <laughs> meanwhile they're just like tearing each other apart yeah yeah, yeah so this person sucks <laughs> I looked at God it's like, it's like damn you guys don't waste no time <laughs> what, what, it's interesting because like becoming an influencer almost gives its pros and cons because the pro is that you are safe you live another day and you have the power to you know take away whoever you want but the con is that if you're doing it with another person, you need to tell them everything you're feeling at that moment. So now they have a lot of leverage going in into the next round after this this round is over. And they're like, I know exactly what this person's thinking, whether they're a catfish or not. So, like, you already know their strategy and you already know who they want to save and how you can, like, strategically weave your way into the next into the next round. Which I think ultimately because they were both stubborn in their own right – that both got them eliminated or blocked early on because they didn't really let go of the drama that they had. I think if they would have let it go, like, all right, you know, it's just a game. We have to move on. Then I think they would have survived a lot longer than that. Yeah. Uh, but I, uh, Trevor did end up being a tr- – I was about to say, like, Trevor, he won, but – I'm sorry, or Delisa slash Trevor didn't win. But I think she was an influencer at one point, if I remember correctly. 
Um, but yeah, but what I was about to say was if you were never an influencer and you can still probably win the game that way just by kind of just coasting in the middle. And I feel like that's kind of where I want to be if I was playing the game. It's like, don't be number one, but don't be last. But kind of yeah. be well-liked and be like right in the middle there. You want to be in the pack until you're ready to strike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of like what River did. Like, he was kind of coasting the middle line for a long time. And he did a really oh, yeah. good job, you know, for an older gentleman uh, being a 20-something-year-old. A I think he was able to hold his own fairly well. Well, he said, I mean, you could tell it was one of those, like, he really just played into the whole catfish. Like, he was, he said it, he was channeling, like, his 20-year-old closeted gay self being mm-hmm. able to cut if that person were to come out in this world. So, like, it seems like it was hard for him. And plus, he even, you know, he's a writer. He was a catfish before right, yeah. catfish right. was a thing. So, I mean, he was, <laughs> he was most definitely in his element. I mean, that's yeah, what he made it so true. far. Uh, yeah, he said he was an author who who has written over 39 different novels under a female name. So, so yeah, I guess he definitely has a lot of experience pretending to be somebody that he's not. Um, and also, I guess, helping that he's a writer. He can probably formulate those words in the way that he kind of wants to, depending on who he is. So for him, it was just playing another character or, like, being yeah. another character in his book. Um, yeah. Would, uh, let's see here. Um, would you join the circle? Like, would, was this something that you would want to participate in? And if so, would you be a catfish or would you be yourself? Oh, absolutely not. I would never want to join the circle. <laughs> like, you cannot pay me enough money to join the circle. Really? Why? <laughs> yeah, I just, I if I would go and I would go in as myself, but like, I would be like, I can't trust any of you people. So I don't know what you're doing, what you're saying, like who you're making an alliance to like you just don't know and so like i feel like that would just eat me away like and just kind of like especially if you're in isolation for two weeks straight Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you know i don't know i think that there are certain people that can do it but i'm definitely not one of them um also like i'm just the type of person that like if someone maybe makes up a rumor like let's say the whole like joker thing with courtney like I would not be okay. Like if someone made up a rumor about me, like I would lose it. So uh, I definitely could not do it. And mental health wise, I feel like for mm. many people, it's not okay. If you're the type of person where you could like go in, hear a bunch of stuff, know that people aren't, aren't who they say they are, be okay with it at the end. Just, just knowing that it's a game and it's just for money. Like I think you'd be a great person, but for me, it, it would be like more emotional and it, it's more of my time invested and like, just like my emotions so like i don't think that i could do it mm. hmm. ernesto what about you oh, i think i could do it <laughs> <laughs> i mean i respect I, I mean i respect her decisioning i mean this it's it's you know i'm here for it. I'm, i want to i want to experiment i i think i would go as myself though i don't know i don't know yeah. if i would go as want to go as a catfish that feels like an extra layer of work on something it that's does. already super something that's already super complicated right yeah, it's, and and like I, I agree with you. I I would I would totally join the circle. I think I could do it. Like I'm already like, like I don't know we, if I'd make we, it, but I I I think it'd be fun to just something fun to do. You'd, I don't, you'd be Bryant. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, come on guys, let's just come hug on. it out. Like, <laughs> I feel like I'll spend a lot of time just trying to figure out the right words to say. Like I'll just be sitting on the screen for hours and like, uh, what do they really mean by that? I wouldn't make it. I'm. I don't know because I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be able to talk in hashtags. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag bless. Hashtag circle sister. Hashtag gotcha girl gang. And I'm like, what? Hashtag Kardashians. 
like, oh my gosh. Like, I'm just like, people, do you not listen to yourself? Like, <laughs> does something like not ring a bell when you say hashtag, 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 hashtag like 10 times? Yeah. <laughs> I think that was part of the game, though. I think they had to do that. Like, and there's no way that I would anyone... hope so. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that wasn't just something you like. You know, you know, what we should do for added flair, guys. Talking hashtags and emojis. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they definitely did that in um in season one. It was all about the hashtags and the emojis. So the fact that they're doing this again, it feels like it's on brand. Like this is part of like the 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 thing that they do. But like. Like, if I'm using an emoji, it's, like, one or two, like, sparingly. It's not, like, every other sentence. I use them, you... they have purpose. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and then, like, the, the hashtags, I don't – I don't. the only time I, I use hashtags is when we're trying to get a larger reach on Instagram. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't use them if I didn't. We didn't need to. I think the last time I used a hashtag was at my old market when I was trying to reach, like – more people like mm-hmm. hashtag TXWX, so like Texas weather, and then like I get a bunch of like likes on like a really cool picture for like you know weather. But other than that, yeah. like I don't think I've ever used hashtags again. And also, uh, old moment when hashtags became a thing, I was like, isn't that the pound signal? Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, it took me a while to convert. It took me a really long time to convert. But, like, like you know so that. You're, yeah, just so you you're telling hashtag. me like I need to I need to press hashtag but i thought that's just something you do after a phone call to like leave a voicemail yeah, yeah. <laughs> please press pound to leave a message yeah it doesn't say please leave hashtag <laughs> <No>. <laughs> also who, who the hell decided to change the name like we already had a nice name for it well why do we have to like reinvent the reinvent the hashtag or because i mean who really wants to say like Pound this. Pound, look, that doesn't sound right. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna begin to finish that sentence. That is exactly why they. Yes, that's why they changed it. We just broke the invention. Yeah, we figured it out very quickly. Oh, uh, I get it. I get it. Oh, I see now. I see now. When you I say it out loud, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's like that's just, that's what you needed to do. You just needed to say it out loud one time, and then you. But understood. also. But also, like, the, the idea of a hashtag. It's like, what is its purpose? I don't understand it. Like, for me, I know for social media purposes, I want to get a further reach. But That is its purpose. That's its, that, that's its, that it, that's its original intended purpose. But then it got translated like, oh, this makes sense to, like, if you want to categorize something you're talking about. And, you know, you really want to drive that point home that it's connected to this. I mean, I, get, I don't know. I'm speculating, but I'm guessing. <laughs> Just talking talking out of my ass. I don't know. (laughs) I feel like like the first time I saw a hashtag was on on Instagram. Yeah. I think so. Like all the – because it wasn't Facebook. Facebook was way behind the times. Like it's like Mm -hmm. Instagram, kind of like Twitter thing. So, yeah, I guess like reach more people to like get content out there. If you're trying to look for something specific, like, oh, I want to look at this. I just want to look for this specific thing. Click the hashtag and everything in the world connected to that pops up. There's a lot of of stuff when you you hashtag stuff. (laughs) I'm I'm sure. (laughs) Hashtag stuff and you'll find out. There's going to be lots of different different stuff. (laughs) There's going to be some good things, some bad things, and then there's going to be some things. Uh, uh, A lot. A lot of stuff and things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> what are we talking about again? That's right. The circle. Hashtag uh, the circle. Hashtag the circle. Hashtag back on track. 
You see, now You've we're getting perfect. it. Yeah. yeah. See, I could do it. <laughs> um, Kellyanne, what do you think of the newer elements in this show? Like the Joker, the super influencer. Did you feel that they elevated it, or do you think that was like a little much? Honestly, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't think that it was much at all because I was like, how are they going to make it different from the first season? Like, We know the first season is basically just like it kind of form an alliance in a sense. You vote people out and then, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Like there wasn't any like twists or turns, I feel like, compared to season two. And so to know that there was a Joker. So like they end the episode with you are the Joker and you're like, oh, I need to keep watching <laughs> It's yeah. only 2 a.m. and I have to be at work <laughs> at 6 a.m. I need to keep watching. And so I really liked that they always kept you on your toes. And so that was for the one factor of like just grabbing you in and making you want to watch more. But I also think that game wise and like psychologically, like if you think about it, like from a psychological standpoint, it would be very interesting to interpret or trying to study this entire game and like do a, a, a people study on like how they think. So to be able to say like, Oh, there's a new turn, like a, a new, a new thing that we've never seen before. How are, how are they going to do it? What are they going to do? So I, I just thought that that was very interesting. I really liked it a lot. And so, uh, you know, season three, if they have even more stuff, I'm down for it. I don't, I don't the, the creators are, are, are something else because I don't know what else you can create after season two you know it's funny because when they introduced i mean i think the joker was the first big new element that they introduced in the show i mean with the exception of like lance bass uh like whoa they got a celebrity i'm like oh no they didn't um but they when they introduced the element of the joker i felt like the joker out of anybody who had like a, a twist element into the show had the most power because you were given you're giving the new information or any information that you wanted to two new people. So you can skew that story however you wanted to do so. And also, even before the Joker was made, they they gave us an interesting element when Savannah left because Savannah wasn't told to meet face-to-face with anybody. She was told to meet face-to-face with the person she thought was going to win the game, which was another new element that was added to the game, which and then at that point she met Courtney. And then because she did that, then he was given the Joker power. So, like, he didn't do anything to, to earn that. It was just somebody else's opinion of you, uh, and you got to get this privilege, which is another interesting aspect of, of that whole situation. And then at that point, she made it sound like, based off other people's profiles, because that's what they're going to read instantly when they join the circle, that, that the scent was completely put on Emily and taken off of him of ever even being a Joker. Which is really smart. I thought he played like a really good game overall. Yeah, I would hate to play, uh, yeah. play chess against that guy. Yeah, <laughs> well, because it's just it's just uh, an insight in how his mind thinks. Like he's obviously somebody who always thinks like two or three steps ahead. Like he's always wondering what's what's happening next. What I thought was very interesting, Cat figured it out that it was Courtney. Yes, that was yes. the Joker. And so I thought that was very interesting that she figured it out because I feel like if that were me, I'd be like. Who's the Joker? You know, like, like, who is this person? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought Courtney played it very well. Um, and I mean, obviously people kind of figured it out and it's, I, I, to me, all I keep on thinking about, it, it's just so interesting, like psychology wise. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And you know, even it's funny because 
the fact that even Kat was able to figure that out shows a lot about her as, you know, trying to, like, really piece it together. Because for me, when I see the Joker, I would think of, like, oh, like, this element of the game is is over. Like, there's there's no more Joker. But I would think that this is a brand new element, not a person that's behind the Joker. That's that's what uh, I first of. Uh, so you like, thought of somebody, like, like, outside of the... So you, you would think, like, somebody outside of the circle who just knows all the information. Right, exactly. Oh, okay. mm. um, and so, like, Courtney had the upper hand. And then on top of that, they gave, her, they gave her more leverage. They gave him more leverage because then he got to pick the next influencer. And yeah. I was like, damn, that's that's a lot of power within a short amount of time that you gave to one individual for not doing anything. Like, you didn't – I mean, you, you were just selected to in this particular round. Like, if – say if Tara Alicia left, example, and then it was her turn to give, you know, who do you think will win the game, this would be a whole different dynamic. Um, but I think Courtney overall played a very good game, and they had all these different alliances that was that – was, um, uh, placed throughout, and even with Court, uh, Chloe, she, um, she, I feel like she was happy with everybody. Like I don't, yeah. anybody really hated her, so she was always like toward the top of the list. Um, I think except for the beginning, because like everyone saw her as a celebrity, so they're like, oh, we don't want the celebrity to win. We're just gonna put her down at the bottom, and then a- after that, as soon as that kind of like that that um, stigma was over, and she was able to bring her personality. Like it definitely shined through throughout the whole the whole season. Um, what about the games that they had throughout the show, Ernesto? Did you enjoy watching those games? That you had the uh, the poetry slam, the pancake art, the the very strange democracy day, uh, the don't at me game, the glamican challenge. Like, do you think that was like because this was thirteen episodes long? So do you yeah. think they could have done away with all of those, or do you actually enjoyed watching them do that? I liked watching some of them, but because and also because some of them revealed, it caused them to reveal something like physical about themselves, like Emily, J- aka Jake, with the whole Glamican challenge. Like mm-hmm. that was a clear that clearly called him out that he was not a woman. Like yeah. may call ask serious questions, but I mean they're okay. But what was the one that I liked was the. Um, was it the poster? They had to do posters of each other, I think. Yeah, that was Democracy Day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then everybody did something nice, but it was um, Tr- yeah, Delisa was who did one, that. who did something against River. It was like, and then she told them like at the very end. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. She's like, damn, I was the only one who was like, yeah, like, oh. not being nice. <laughs> You're like, oh, we're supposed to be mean on this show? <laughs> Can I get a do-over? <laughs> Uh, Kelly, what do you what do you think of the games? I know you watched season one, so like, did you are you were you happy to, that they brought that back, or do you think they could have left without it? Yeah, you know, I think some of the games were purposefully done so that it can, like Ernesto said, reveal who the actual person is, if they're a catfish or not. Um, but some of the games, I was like, okay, you know, like what's this for? Like it starts off like super innocent, or not innocent, but just like a casual conversation. I think it was don't at me. And mm-hmm. then um, the questions going towards the end were more like um, trying to figure out like who it was. So I, I at first I kind of was like, what's the point of this? But I'm telling you, when the makeup thing happened, like when the mannequin thing happened, I was like, oh, I already know. I already know that Emily, she's out. She yeah. can't do this. I was <laughs> like, this is literally what I've been waiting for. So I did enjoy the games, uh, but so, some of them I feel like maybe not. Like the pancake one. Yeah, it's you know it's art. 
I'm not artistic, but just because I'm not artistic doesn't mean that like I'm a catfish, you know. Well, there was a there was a lot that were art related because I guess you get to like present your art because like the democracy challenge it was like you had to create a poster, you had to glam up a mannequin, you had to pancake art. Like the poetry slam was just with words, so like I guess you're limited to so much you can do <laughs> when you can't you can't do much anything else. Um, yeah, I thought the games were fun. Obviously, I think like some of them were were all right, but ultimately, yeah, the Glamican ones really was the one that kind of created the most drama. As well as, you see, I was like uh, Megan and I, we were watching it and we were um, shocked that a lot of people weren't going after Trevor slash Delisa because she did a really good job with her with her uh, mannequin. And no one really thought about it. I mean, some people did. And she actually won the challenge for doing great, you know, for, for doing a great job. And so I'm surprised they, they really didn't focus in on that. Because for me, if I was on the other end, I'm like, well, that's that's a little too good. I'm not sure if you're a man or not. You know what I mean? Maybe it's because yeah. Jack Jack was such a red flag that he overshadowed overshadowed him <laughs> mm-hmm. or her. Yeah, well, like, <laughs> like if Jack Emily wasn't in there, I, I definitely think that Delisa uh, would have made a little bit more of a red flag because it was so perfect. And I was also kind of thinking the same thing. I'm like, oh, okay, you're a woman, but if you're playing a man, you shouldn't be good at makeup. And she's like, oh, makeup, I got this, you know? And I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, if Emily wasn't there, I definitely think that uh, a little bit more people would be questionable about her slash him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then like they they also had the uh, I think part of like the games they had was like an award show toward the end, which I felt like they really could have left out. I don't think we needed like an award show for everyone's like meaningless accomplishments throughout the two weeks that they had. I mean, honestly, damn that. <laughs> They've been locked in a room for two weeks. They deserve an award show. This is all they have. (laughs) I feel like it just wasn't needed. Like, we could move on from that. And also, like, another part of it, I think there was, like, a game show with uh, when John the Psychic, they're... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're they're like can you like we could read your mind and he's like all right what a number i'm thinking of or uh, was it either a number or something oh else? yeah and they were <laughs> all wrong and they told him he was right <laughs> like i'm just gonna make him feel good but he got and theirs then, right <laughs> oh, and then literally both of them were like oh every, we're getting everyone's number right and then yeah, I'm yeah. Like, catching on <laughs> it makes you it does make you wonder like i wonder how much of that shit actually happens online like all the crazy shit that we saw happen in this show, it's mm. like how much of this happens on social media on a regular basis? Way too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> more than we probably want to know. <laughs> probably. Uh, what do you think about the ending? How how this? Are you happy with the who the winner was? If you didn't really care who won the the challenge, do you think Trevor slash Delisa played the best game out of everybody? And uh, also. Like the uh, the sit down reunion of it all. Did, did you like how that ended, Ernest? I'll start with you. Um. So yes, I was totally. I was on board for her winning, especially after the penultimate episode, and you get that emotional message from her family. It's like, how can you not? How can you not want her to win at that point? Well, I mean, I guess every everybody had their. They had their own version. They had their own version of that. But I guess I really yeah. felt. You just felt. At least for me personally, I felt a little bit for hers. And she did. I mean, she played the strongest game. She came in as a catfish. And she made it all the way into the end. I mean, regardless of what she had to do, you know, it was kind of a cutthroat. I mean, she basically damaged Chloe emotionally. (laughs) 
<laughs> like emotionally scarred her. It couldn't have been too much because at the reunion, you know, she brought up that uh, right after the cameras turned off, her and Mitchell kissed, and now they're like they're like families are talking and stuff. I mean, that, this was then. Who knows if they're actually still together? Right, but, right. But the reunion was it was good. I thought it was a little strange that just David Spade popped out of nowhere. It's like, hey, <laughs> I'm here, <laughs> season two. <laughs> I actually thought the uh, the other comedian was funnier. The curly haired Fortune Feimster, I think her name is. I don't remember. Um, I actually thought she was hilarious. She was great. Yeah, she added some really great commentary throughout. I just wish we would have seen her more. Like yeah. She, just, she introduced the show, and then we just heard her voice until the very end, where she was like hosting the. Um, like the last episode, I th- I just thought it was weird that we were in the reunion show and we were still like playing games. Like, what are we doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were gonna talk about the game you just finished playing. Yeah. Not not Hollywood Squares. Let's play more games. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kellyanne, what were your thoughts in the ending? Um, I, I feel like it kind of ended a little bit weird. Um, I wasn't really expecting them to all go to dinner and then then go to the the end where they find out who wins and everyone all the losers well i should say all the losers but all the people that were sent home were just standing there watching like i felt like that was a little bit awkward like at least i guess if you're gonna find out who wins make it more a little bit more like talky and kind of more like a um i guess like a talk show like i don't know the only thing i could literally think of is like after the final rose (laughs) <laughs> for like bachelor bachelorette but like something like that where like you kind of just talk about all the drama that happened and then like in a cool way yeah. figure out like you know like who won instead of just i don't know I, I feel like they definitely could have done the ending better um honestly like i felt bad for for chloe uh yeah because she got catfish i honestly don't really have like i don't really care about the people who like catfish because i don't know i just just be you, you know, that's my kind of thing. Just like be you, don't be somebody else. Mm. I, I get, you know, why they did it from like a, a game perspective, but I did feel bad for Chloe because, you know, she did get catfished and uh, uh, hearing about her father with, uh, you know, yeah. going to rehab and stuff yeah. like, and her wanting to kind of make something out of that. Uh, if she won, like I, I really felt, felt for her. And so uh, there was that. And I really felt for Courtney too, when he was saying about like what he wanted to do with the hundred thousand um, dollars. So, I mean, you know, happy Delisha won slash her husband, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you know, they, they got a new house and everything. So, so good for them. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it could have ended a little bit better in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was, I, again, I, I didn't really care who won at the end of the day, but um, I, I always, cause I felt the same way in the first season that it, it could have ended. Like, I don't like the reunion style let's all get together with all the contestants and like to collectively figure out who wins. And I was like, I mean, for, for a game that's all about social media, like we could find a creative way to end this series Yeah. that, 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 you know, gives you the same level of energy that we had throughout the, throughout the season. Um, so hopefully they work on it, but who knows really at the end of the day. Um, would you like to know some, some fun facts? Oh, love fun facts. Yeah, let's hear him, Matthew. <laughs> All right, there. Right. <laughs> Fun fact number one. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Uh, the show was actually filmed in in Manchester, UK, not in any. It was not filmed in America. Uh, 
so all the exteriors that you see, which I think I think I read a line, it appeared to be like they were in Chicago. They weren't. They were they were in Manchester. Um, (laughs) The film was uh, during filming. It was during the pandemic. So October 2020, uh, which they had to do a mandatory two week quarantine and they had to get tested every three days in a separate building from the one that they were actually going to be filming at, like in their own little hotels. Um, Conversations can vary in length. The average between messages were about 10 to 30 minutes long, and it can take several minutes to send and receive while they're being uh, transcribed behind the scenes. So you have them trying to formulate their message, and then you have somebody typing out their message to send to them. So from the article that I was reading, it's not as instantaneous as we see it online so basically like they're saying it but there's no voice activation which is <laughs> it's not talk to text <laughs> it's not talk to text yeah and so like so um so i guess you can i feel like that can be frustrating when, like you're you're saying it and all of a sudden like especially if you're waiting on the other end you're just kind of like right, wonder so. what they're gonna say next <laughs> yeah and you're, waiting, and you're waiting so long for that message to appear i don't think i could that, that part would really frustrate me it's like oh man like Damn, like you're taking a while. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna go get a sandwich. Like, <laughs> yeah, you saw me eat. Like, and then, like, and then at that point, it feels like you're gonna have a completely different response based on whatever got sent back, or you forgot about the conversation altogether. Like, oh, that's right, you were. T- I was talking to you. Um, <laughs> they had um, no limits on how many conversations contestants can have during the day, uh, and there are conversations that we did not see during the show, which I thought I it was. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they talked about a lot. Uh, there is an intercom system in the apartment where producers can speak to contestants. Uh, you have a daytime producer and you have a nighttime producer. Um, they didn't know what they looked like for a long time. You can just hear them. If you wanted to go up and get some fresh air or if you needed something, uh, sometimes you just wanted to chat with somebody else because apparently they get bored. <laughs> <laughs> apparently there's a lot of downtime in the circle. So... Can I just talk? Can I just talk to a voice, please? <laughs> Hello, producer. Hi. What does the sky look like today? <laughs> Is it raining? <laughs> what does rain feel like? <laughs> what does it smell like? like the sun? <laughs> What do people look like? <laughs> They're like, please send someone. Someone send her a message, please, please. Hashtag help me. <laughs> Apparently, there was they had a lot to do. Um, they were given a lot. Like, so they had like you saw them do a lot of puzzles and like a lot of people were writing or, um, but they couldn't do. I mean, for me, I was like, can I watch a movie? No, you can't watch a movie. I was like, oh damn. What? Like, that would be like that would be a lot of time for me to spend watching a movie. Could but you guess... like imagine their thoughts of like they're they're not allowed to do much, so they're just in a room by themselves. I mean, you know, like they could if they want if they want to see the sun or the rain, like they could go outside, chill in the hot tub, whatever. But like just sitting in a room, like I would go nuts. Yeah. <laughs> like thinking about what people are thinking and like what they're try like what they want to say. That they're strategizing just as much as you. Yeah, or, yeah. or not or strategizing more. at all. <laughs> or less or more, yeah. <laughs> Some I, people I, are very simple-minded, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> I feel For like sure. that they had to uh, – I think I read somewhere else. I don't have it in my notes here, but they had to, like, schedule the outside time. So, so they wouldn't see each other. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's why we never saw – obviously, we weren't going to see more than anybody in there. Or, like, accidentally someone walk in, like, whoa, who are you? Hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> are you River? Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. 
<laughs> you don't like you could instantly eliminate like half the half the the contestants if that wasn't the person who was there. Yeah. Um. Uh, before shooting, contestants were asked for a list of food that they wanted, and food uh, can also be brought to them if it runs out. So they constantly. I think when they walked in, they had like a stacked fridge of everything Dang. that they were going to eat. But then they had to whatever cook it they themselves. want. Whatever they wanted, yeah. It's like, can you just get me like ten pounds of wagyu beef? Just like <laughs> really, like the like the most highest shit you could think about. I, I I only eat filet mignon. That's the only it's the only cut of beef I'll have. <laughs> Make sure it's bacon wrapped and eggs. Yes, exactly. <laughs> At least one month. <laughs> Um, there were cameras in every room of the apartment. We saw that, obviously. Um, if contestants needed to use the bathroom or take a shower, the producers would rotate the camera away from them mm. in that side. So they, 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 I just they, I think, think they, that's, like, so weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, they're listening to you shower. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. that is just... Mm-mm. Privacy, people. Privacy. Yeah. Well, I, I guess think... they have to sign something. Oh yeah, yeah. like because yeah. I mean, you're constantly being recorded. So I would assume that you will also have to change in there as well, right? Like if wouldn't it be yeah. easier? Wouldn't it be easier if they could be like, "Hey, I'm in a shower. All right, we're gonna shut off the cameras." <laughs> yeah. In the bathroom, or or have like little, they could put like little shutters in front of them. Like you can't, like you know, people do for their web cameras. Like shut that off, have one for the audio. It's like and just shut them off. Just <laughs> like why do you need to listen to me shower? <laughs> There's not a power button on these things. <laughs> yeah, like it's like I feel like the producer's like, no, no, I still I still hear the shower. No, they're still they're still showering. Yeah. They're still, or they're give still them the power. They couldn't have installed the power switch in the room that kills the power to the cameras and when they go in there for that. Like, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess it if could they have been done. I guess if they have an intercom, they could have easily just been like, "All right, hey, you didn't turn it back on. Turn it back on, please." You know, like if the, if they actually had the power to turn off the camera on their end. And then, do but, they watch you sleep? Well, funny enough, I don't think I had it in my notes either, but I read somewhere else that they um they have quiet time. So, and I believe it's been the hours of one and eight. Where like everyone shut off, and then at eight a.m. they're awakened and the day starts again. So, um, in the show, they they show the lights on and then like people being awakened to the you know the host speaking. Mm-hmm. Are mm-hmm. do 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 the lights have to be on when they're sleeping? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that's how they wake up. It's like yeah. good morning, <laughs> welcome to the circle. Like that is the worst way to wake up too. <laughs> Like, turn those lights off. Like, I'm not ready. <laughs> um, apparently in the apartments, the contestants uh, had balconies, but they weren't allowed on it. Obviously, they, they, they had to allow – I think I said this already. They had to be allowed it to go out and get the fresh air. Um, when a player is blocked um, – when a player – oh, when a player visits another contestant's apartment, producers will knock on everyone's door so they can get the surprise reaction. I was wondering how that happened because you see people like, <gasps> yeah, <laughs> is it me? The, <laughs> can you imagine the producers were just like, hey, can you just turn to one of the cameras and give us a surprise look? And <laughs> yeah. Like they're not gonna pick you, but we want to make it look like they picked you. <laughs> Act very good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you want to yeah, come so back for season three, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want a second chance at 100k? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Um. Uh, where did I leave off? Um, uh, contestants weren't allowed any personal electronics uh, in the circle or in quarantine, so they had a lot of books and puzzles to keep them occupied. 
So Man. that that's also rough. So like on top of that, like you are completely isolated from the outside world for a, a long time. Well, I mean, I guess I guess up to two weeks, I guess. Yeah. Um, contestants don't have clocks, and sleep times are controlled by the producers. Mm-mm. So, <laughs> so no. I guess I guess you can't take a nap either. Like you gotta you gotta stay it's awake. Like, no, it's game time. It's game. <laughs> <laughs> you want circle. a nap? Think yeah. again. <laughs> Think again. You want that hundred K, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> then play the game. <laughs> Hashtag win. <laughs> Go talk to somebody. You can't win by <laughs> reading a book. Here, start another group chat. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if the producer were drill sergeants? That was, <laughs> I, I would love to see that game. Wakey, wakey, texty, texty. <laughs> <laughs> now do 100 push-ups. <laughs> I don't want to. That's not part of the game. Hashtag this sucks. Quarantine, but before gameplay, players are allowed to. Players were were brought into hiding, where they have a chaperone. Uh, it's also where. Oh, I, I see, I see. So I guess they were given a chaperone so they can be around the um the area. So the game hadn't started yet, and mm. so I guess they had to be followed by somebody if they wanted to venture out into the city, or something along oh, those lines. That feels like a little much, but I guess that that's what they had to do. Um, it also where blocked contestants will go while um, uh, while they're waiting for the finale. I'm oh, sorry, I think I read that wrong. So they're brought into a hiding area. So yeah. when so when so when you're blocked, the you're, you don't leave the area because you're back for the finale of the show. So technically, you can do whatever you want in a separate building. Like, all right, the game's over for me. So Bryant, for example, he was probably living life and like, all right, I get food covered. Like, yeah. I, I didn't win a hundred k, but like, I'm I got a free vacation. <laughs> yeah. And so, I just need and, to breathe and walk the yeah. earth. <laughs> uh, so I guess he was able to venture into the city, and I guess at that point, that's where the chaperone comes in. Um, and so, yeah, so those are just a couple of ones that I found. I'll leave a description. I'll leave a, a link in the description box uh, with the article that I had. I just picked out some of the highlights, but there were a lot more in that article. Um, that that they that it was a conversation with I think it was a BuzzFeed article that had a conversation with Lisa who was describing a lot that was going on behind the scenes and I think uh, Jake has a TikTok that uh, we found and he was also giving a lot of behind the scenes on on some of the stuff and it was very similar to what Lisa was saying so so there you go there's your fun facts but yeah overall um, I really enjoyed it I thought it was way better than season one this like season one was like our first quarantine binge. When the pandemic started, so when season two was coming about, we, we were 100% on board for it. I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm, I'm looking forward to Too Hot to Handle because that's another crazy show that, like, these people <laughs> just, like, they're so ridiculous and it's so funny to watch. Uh, and obviously, Chloe was so good, they brought her back into season two. So, uh, Matt, are you gonna Matt? Are you gonna make me watch Too Hot to Handle? <laughs> is that what you're telling me? Is that is, are you like? That's exactly pre, are you like, what he's saying. He's I like, literally feel guys, like you pre-warned me. This is gonna be me. episode like 150. Yeah, he's like he's like I'm pre-warning you that Too Hot to Handle. What season are they coming on? Two. Like season two is coming to box office binges. <laughs> you heard it here first. I know. <laughs> 
Uh, Zara Nesta, would you, would you, like, without, for the sake of this podcast, uh, obviously you watched season two for this episode, but would you go out of your way and watch season three if we weren't, like, say, reviewing it? Maybe. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's more of a possibility than it's not. I also <laughs> told you, well, remember I told you that, like, I was actually able to, like, listen to it on my drive. Because mm-hmm. a lot of it is what they're transcribing to each other, so it was almost like a like a like a game show podcast. Like yeah, it's like I, I was able to mix it up a little bit. Like some some episodes I would listen to, and if I hear something that like it's like oh that sounds important, so like I'll, I'll go back and it's like maybe something from the challenge or something like that. But for the most part, I I really enjoyed it. It's just the fact that I was able to take this media this. This thing and enjoy it in separate ways, and I still felt like I, you know, I felt like I didn't lose anything, either way. Okay, uh, Kelly, what about you? Uh, yeah, you know, I would definitely want to see them just like they did from season one to two, do something bigger and better from season two to three. So whether mm-hmm. that's who they cast, um, if they ever decide to uh, make new games or something like, absolutely. Like I feel like. Uh, with a lot of these shows that they figure out that works well with the audience, like there's always something bigger and better. So I would love to see like what they come up with next and how people are going to handle it. Like I, I just, I just find that very, very interesting. And obviously right. it's reality TV too. Oh, and they're editing. If it gets any better, obviously like I'm in for it too, because if, yeah. if editing can make me laugh, like I am into the show. That's a good point. That is That's- a good point. Yeah. Um, so there you go. That's our spoiler review, uh, or just really a breakdown of the Circle season two. It's available on Netflix. Uh, check it out if you know if you were really interested in what we were saying and you hadn't watched it. Uh, we kind of gave away the ending, but uh, you know it's it's definitely worth a watch whether you know the ending or not. Yeah. Uh, and and so with that, we're gonna move over to you, Kellyanne. You know, you are a special guest for this week, and so we kind of want to dive into. Uh, the weather, really. Yeah, your life. We, <laughs> you know, we've had a lot of people in the news industry. We had directors, technical directors, people who work behind production, people in front of the camera, anchors, uh, reporters. But we've never spoken to a meteorologist before. So a whole different side of, of, of the news industry. So uh, I'll first start off with what made you get started? What, what was your first interest in the weather? Like, why did you want to be a meteorologist? Uh, to be honest, um, I there wasn't like one soul like weather event soul thing that happened where I was like that's what that's what I want to do like that's what I want to be when I grow up um I hated thunderstorms um and kind of a I guess it's not really a fun fact because it it was scary when it happened so my mom when I was little she got struck by lightning indirectly um so we were camping and there was a storm miles away but even though it's not raining like you could still have lightning strike outside of the rain shaft. So like, even if it's not raining, it's dry. If you can hear that thunder, like you can get struck by lightning. So we were packing up the camper. I think it was like three at the time. And my mom, my brother, and my dad, or no, me and my brother, and my dad were on the camper and my mom was getting inside. And as soon as she like started to walk into the camper, she had like one foot on the ground, one foot on like the metal step and like one uh, hand on like the railing to like help you get in. And the lightning hit the ground, traveled through the ground and up through her. And so she got struck indirectly. Um, she's fine. She went to the hospital, um, but she she's fine. So 
that's kind of like what terrified me when I was younger of like storm. So like anytime that there was a storm, like I, I hated it and I was so scared. Um, but I always knew I wanted to be a scientist. So uh, I originally wanted to be an astronaut, except I don't like heights. So I don't really know if the whole like astronaut thing was really going to work out for me. Uh, Seems like a prerequisite. Maybe it'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, like it looks really cool to like, you know, float and be zero G and everything. But uh, the, the thought about coming back to earth kind of freaks me out a little bit. So, uh, but you know, uh, astronaut, uh, fun fact, I want to be a volcanologist. If you don't know what that is, they study volcanoes. Cool. So um, kind of boring, but kind of cool at the same time, right? It's not boring. That's not boring at all. <laughs> <laughs> Kellyanne's um, like, I can't that's like do a, heights. It's <laughs> like one of, I want to watch liquid magma shoot out of a rock <laughs> in the ground. Like, right? That's awesome. <laughs> like, there was, See how land masses form? Like, it's just awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's so cool. Like seeing, uh, I think last week we showed it, uh, or I don't remember when we showed it on the news. It was like a drone flying into yes. lava. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is so cool. Like I still, I still nerd out, nerd out on that stuff. So that's like more like a hobby. Anyway, I'm getting very off track. No, no, I, no this I, is I, great. I think it's hilarious. Cause you're like, you know what? That height thing, forget it. But molten lava. lava? Yeah. Give me that. Yeah. Lava shooting out of the ground. That's, oh yeah. That's me. That's that's that's, uh, that's all right there. That's not. That's not too hot to handle. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I did. I saw it. I went for it. Oh, that was the perfect setup. Sorry, perfect you setup. set me up. You set me up pretty no, good for that, that way. Perfect. That was perfect. Episode one fifty. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it might be sooner than that. Yeah. Either way. <laughs> So why? Uh, so what? 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 Why the shift from being a vol? Uh, can you? Can you say it? Volcanologist. Volcanologist. It sounds like yeah. something. Star, sounds like Star Trek. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, I get. It, it's a very long-winded path of like things I was just very interested in. Um, when I was kind of deciding what I wanted to go to school for, it was going to be. I really wanted to do astronomy. Like I, I loved, like you know, like looking up at the stars like I always thought it was really cool so like I, I was like okay astronomy is gonna be my thing so kind of put that aside like when I was going to like high school and stuff I kind of got more interested about like how clouds form why they form that the way that they do why do they all look different um why do hurricanes either strengthen or take the certain path that they can take and so mm -hmm. like for me it was kind of always figure out figuring out the why like it piqued my interest not that I like had one, you know, defining moment of like a snowstorm or anything, but it was, it was always trying to figure out the why. Mm. So that, that kind of started to interest me a little bit more. And so when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do to go to college, um, I did a, a, a day, they call it a spend a day at Penn state for during the summer. So like you go to Penn state, you pick out three courses or three areas of interest and you go to each area and they talk to you about it. So, uh, one was astronomy. The other one was meteorology. And the third one was forensic science. I had to pick something. I thought it was cool to, you know, like be a detective yeah. or, you know, whatever. Uh, that's definitely not my call, my calling, but it's still pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so my first thing was, I don't know if it was like forensic science or astronomy, but I remember going to astronomy first and they were saying how you have to do all the schooling for like the next 10 years after you graduate, before you can 
uh, get into the real world or get into a job because you basically like all you can really do with it is like research like or teach pretty much and so um we went into like their lab where they have like all these computers and there's a bunch of kids just sitting around the computer and i'm there with my parents and they're all like these kids that are sitting around the computer like whoa do you see that and they're like pointing at the screen and i turn to my mom and i'm like mom, what are they looking at? And she was like, I was going to ask you the same thing. So like, I was like, okay, uh, we are not like, I'm not meant to be here. Like I like they're super into it. I don't know what's happening. So then I went to the meteorology uh, department and when you walk in, they have this giant, what they call uh, an e-wall. So it's like a bunch of different data uh, forecasts. And it's just like this giant wall of gloriousness pretty much. And it, I remember walking in there and I was just like, like, I felt like this is where I was supposed to be. So it wasn't like one defining moment for me. It kind of was just like, I fell more in love with the math and the science. Like I always loved, even through like elementary school, math and science, like I always thought that was super cool. And so going through school to see how physics and calculus can go into um, equations to figure out vorticity. I know that means absolutely nothing to you guys, but you know, like vorticity kind of. and all these like yeah. atmosphere, does it? Like, Okay, this is uh, all right. I'm gonna guess. So okay. what, hold on, what's what's the word? What's the word again? Vorticity. Vorticity is that something to do with like how strong the hurricane turns inside? Like the different? No, I'm probably way off. No, okay, You're I'm gonna shut up now. I want to take a I want to take a step. Uh, okay, go ahead. Does it have anything to do with uh, tornadoes? Uh, no. Okay, all right. Uh, I mean, (laughs) not directly, but like vorticity is basically a a spin on a, what we call a, um, an air particle or an air parcel. So it's super out there, guys. I'm not going to go into it, but (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm, I'm totally interested. Like if you're willing to explain it, I'm listening. (laughs) I mean, I can go grab my notebooks. They're like, (laughs) she's like, oh, let me get the grass. (laughs) Let me show you what I derived in in school. Like it is no okay. joke. If you you could just dumb it down for just like the dummy version. The... Sure. So basically, um, to kind of have what what you need to form storms is something called uh pot like vorticity. You can have positive vorticity, negative vorticity. It just kind of depends on what side of the trough or the ridge that you're on. So a trough would be like a dip in the jet stream, okay. and then a ridge would be um, kind of like a Ew. little bump. Yeah. So uh, you don't have um, storms forming when there's a ridge in the jet stream, because that's usually just like quiet, tranquil weather. Whereas like when you have a dip, that allows for vorticity to form. So it, you need vorticity okay. to help storms form. And then it, it, there's there's yeah. so much to it. Uh, but yeah, so um, I, I just I, I just thought it was really cool to see the math and the science all work together into what weather is and like people are actually able to figure out like certain things from equations like these people hundreds of years ago were geniuses yeah i mean without the tech what i mean doing the same thing you're doing just without the technology right and so all of our our maps that we use so like um what we call models it's all so it's all it's all calculus based equations or it's all different types of equations based on dynamics or thermodynamics and every single 
or one thing in each equation will be changed just slightly. And so when you go out very far uh, from a far time span, you actually get something, it, it's called chaos. So like things in the near term are moving the same, but then the further out you go, because one tiny thing changed, that changes your whole kind of setup. So like, that's why we have different models. So like each model has a different kind of like derivation is what we call it. Um, and so like one thing is, has changed very tiny. And so like that changes the outcome very far, or even sometimes in the near term, it kind of just depends, but that's why we usually say within about three days out, it's, it's pretty finite that it's going to happen. Maybe one or two things on timing or location could change, especially as we get new observations in each and every run for that model. But anything from like beyond seven days, not so much a guessing game, but it's like really anything could happen. Like just one tiny change in the atmosphere could have a significant change on your forecast. That's really cool. So it's almost like wow. the butterfly effect. <laughs> like, no, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got it, Ernesto. You did it. <laughs> See? See? You just got to give me the, the dummy version. I got it. <laughs> that was, I feel like that was a very long drawn out. But like, no, no. On like math and science, like, whoo. I, I no, we're, we're enjoying listening to you in your element. <laughs> so would you say that when you finally approached uh, meteorology, was it like a trial and error for you? Like you were kind of hitting all the different sciences before you like, this is the one I kind of want to hone into. Um, Kind of, I guess it was more so like when I knew I wanted to do meteorology, it was more so what kind of aspect did I, what I, what I wanted to do in meteorology. Mm -hmm. So like, we um, could do pretty much anything with our degree at Penn State from television broadcasting to research to working at the National Weather Service. So it kind of just depends on what you're interested in. Hmm. I originally wanted to do research. I thought tornadoes were fascinating and like I would love to research them. Also, I really just wanted to like to chase them and like <laughs> be able to like do that, which, you know, eventually I did. Um, but I'm not the type of person that can sit in front of a com computer all day and just stare at it and like sit in a desk all day. Like that is not me. Like I need to be up. I need to be moving around. So it's like, okay, maybe not research. And then I thought about operational meteorology, which is basically just your forecasting. So something that you do for the national weather service. Um, but then I, I got an internship at WMBC working with Janice Huff and uh, I, I shadowed her. I did an internship with her for two years and I loved it. And I was like, this is, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, I love talking about science. I love talking about weather and meteorology and to be able to talk about it with viewers and just also not be sitting down all day. <laughs> it's really nice. Um, but yeah. And so it was kind of like a little bit of a roundabout way of getting from like where I wanted to start at, not just like in meteorology, but like, in life in general, becoming like an astronaut to a volcanologist to research meteorologist to eventually like a broadcast meteorologist. Like it was a path, but I feel like I was meant to be on this path. Like I, I can't, I truly like can't see myself doing anything else besides this. That's awesome. So you, you kind of brought something briefly. You said you've, so you've chased, you've had to You've been able to chase some storms before? <laughs> that's, what is that that's, like? I was just about to ask, like, wait a minute, hold up. It's like, hold on. He's talking you're like, like, like Twister, like, like chasing Twister? storms. <laughs> like, are, are you telling me, are you telling me right now you're like Helen Hunt? I'm not sure if you've seen the movie, but. Uh, yes. Hel oh, yeah, oh, I have. Yeah. It's like a movie that she would watch. I do. That's, <laughs> if, I, I, that's fair. If, if I didn't see it, 
what kind of meteorologist would I be? That's exactly so then what that, I'm so, Well, then that, that begs another question. Do you watch, like, natural disaster movies? Like, or do you look at them and go, no, that would never happen. <laughs> that is garbage. Honestly, um, uh, what, uh, what is it, the day after tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. Right? Uh, no, could not watch that. I think one time there was something on the Discovery Channel. Uh, it, it, it was something about, like, it, could this happen? And I think it was something about... Um, Los Angeles going underwater from a tsunami from like a volcano in Hawaii collapsing into the ocean and they were like talking about the possibility saying that it could certainly happen I'm the type of person you tell me something and I'm like oh my gosh is this real is this really going to happen (laughs) so like it's always in the back of my mind of like oh my gosh the volcano could literally like could the lava rock could collapse into the ocean and then there could be a tsunami in LA. Like the chances of that happening, I feel like are super rare. Would I choose to watch it? No. Um, But sometimes I do find it very fascinating. It kind of just, I guess is dependent on the angle of the, whether it's the movie or the TV show. Like if it's super educational, I'd be like, wow, okay, that's very fascinating. But if it's just like, this is what's happening. It's the end of the world. You need to survive or you're not going to survive. Like, I can't do that. <laughs> okay. So 2012 is not the movie for you then. Neither. Absolutely not. Neither. What, what was the, what was the one that recently just came out? Uh, Geostorm. The one Geostorm. With, uh, yes. With, with Gerard, Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler. Yeah. Nope, nope. You I, saw I, that one, man. I did. I liked it. I thought it was, I mean, it was fine. It wasn't like anything great, but. But I you're also not, you're not a weather scientist. You're not like a scientist. No, absolutely at it. not. I, no. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a there's movie, a movie guys. There's a movie called, I think it's Gravity. Is that the one with Sandra Bullock? Yes. yes. Oh, Where my God. Such a, such a great movie. Oh, Is my God. Look at I her. Remember, <laughs> I remember watching that movie, and when he just floats out to space and, like, basically just dies, I'm like, oh, I'm never yeah. going into space. <laughs> she was like, whoop, I picked the right field. <laughs> yeah. I'm staying on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like Sandra Bullock felt the same way at the end of that yeah. movie. <laughs> She looked up at the sky and goes, I don't need to go back. <laughs> Never again. I'm good. I'm good yeah. right here. <laughs> she she was kissing the ground. Yeah, she's like, I fucking love gravity. <laughs> like worshiping. <laughs> and, <laughs> and scene. All right, so back to my original question about you chasing storms. <laughs> yeah, how was so that? What, what, yeah, what is that experience? What is that like? It's really cool and being able to do it on the planes was super neat because it's all flat and so like you can literally just see out for hundreds of miles. So like you could see a storm developing and it's hundreds of miles away. I mean, you'll never catch up to it by the time it produces something, but uh, you kind of just have to know like what's going to, what's going to happen in the day and uh, have a general idea of like where stuff is going to form. It is mesmerizing. Like I'm, I'm not going to lie, like, I totally nerd out and just, like, thinking about storms forming on the planes and chasing them. Like, I'm just, like, I I miss it so much. And, like, I love the springtime, especially on the planes because of that. And being able to see what Mother Nature can do with something that you can't even see, like, water vapor develop into clouds is just super fascinating. And that, to be able to form a tornado, it's just, it's amazing. So it's really cool. It can definitely get scary at times. Um, especially if you don't know what you're doing, uh, unfortunately, like we've had not, not, you know, with my, my news team or anything, uh, that I was working for at the time, but 
there have been storm chasers that have, you know, passed, but, um, yeah, it can get dangerous. You just have to be aware of what you're doing and, uh, just, just know a little bit about meteorology or if someone's driving, make sure they're not driving to catch the best angle. And so, um, there's definitely some kind of scary things to it, but, um, you know, like when you see a storm or like a tornado in real life, like it is, it's amazing. Yeah. It's just a raw force of nature that you have no control over. If I can, I can only imagine. So wait, so which, so out of the storms that you've seen and you've chased, which is the, which is the one that sticks out in your mind the most? Um, so I remember, so there's two, but it's, it's kind of two different things. So okay. the, the first one that I did that I was on air was, the Tohoka, Texas tornado. And I was covering it on air with my chief and seeing the pictures and images coming out of the Tohoka tornado um, was just amazing. It was, it started off um, in uh, South West Lubbock County moved down South. I know you guys have no idea where that is, but if you, you know, you want to Google it later whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so starting off in Southwest Lubbock County and then moved down South towards Tohoka and it just started forming, getting stronger and stronger, but it was stationary the entire time. So it was just sitting over this one piece of land for like 10 minutes. It started moving, it stopped. And when it stops moving, like that's a big problem because that most likely means that it's going to change directions. And that's why you need to know like what you're doing from, like weather standpoint because if it stops and it changes directions you need to be out of the direction that it's going so it stopped for like 10 minutes over the same spot changed directions i believe it went southwest stopped again and then went east so this thing was all over the place but it was the most gorgeous tornado that i've ever seen on picture unfortunately i was covering it but i I just remember covering it and being like oh my gosh like that thing is on the ground forever. Uh, there was another time when, um, I was out chasing and, um, there was a tornado warning in the County that we were in and we were going to go find it and we couldn't see it. I could see it on radar, but you couldn't see it because it was starting to get dark and it was also rain wrapped. So that's a problem. Nighttime tornadoes are a really big issue. Rain wrapped tornadoes at nighttime is an even bigger issue because you can't see it. But what do, you, what do you, I'm sorry, what do you mean by rain? Like it's just, that just means it's raining on top of it. There being a tornado presence. So you have your tornado in this, like, so like, let's say this is your tornado yeah. around the tornado is heavy rain falling. Oh, okay. So you could see the rain falling, but you can't see the tornado. Oh, okay. If that okay. makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. like, that's what, yeah. So that's what we call like a rain wrapped tornado. So it was starting to get dark. It was rain wrapped and we were going towards the storm and uh it started what we call recycling so recycling means that it's trying to kind of preserve its energy and form a new tornado somewhere else but very close by and so we kept going and i was like i I think like we need to leave like we need to turn around and we need to go and my driver was like no, like just, just let's just wait a little bit more. And I was like, I don't have a like a good feeling about this. Like, let's leave. So we s- start to leave, and 
the winds are getting stronger and stronger. And I'm kind of, I'm, honestly, I'm like, I'm freaking out. And like, I was looking at the radar and when you have on velocity, when you have a red and a green coming together, that's your tornado. And we were like, just kind of like on the outer, outer edges of the wind, basically. So not at the uh-huh. core where the strongest winds are, but we were, we were starting to get towards the outer. I, I honestly was like panicking and he was like driving as fast as like he could like so safe because it was on kind of just like a country road it was paved but there was so much water that like i was also afraid that we were in a hydroplane and so everything we 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 turned out fine like we made it out and everything after the storm passed we went back there were down pole like there were kind of like tilted down poles and we went further he wanted to continue to go straight i said we need to turn around and go back to where we came from so when we were going back to where we were where where he wanted to go, there was a uh, road closed. There was a bridge that was not together and the road was closed. And he was like, I'm glad that we went, that we, you know, turned around. And I was like, yeah, it was, it, it was, ter- <laughs> it was kind of terrifying, like thinking yeah. about it. Um, because obviously like it could have turned out like, so, you know, like differently, but that, that's why it's so important to, um, have somebody who knows not just you know about meteorology but also the area because you gotta you get a lot of out of storm or out of state storm chasers that don't know the area you don't want to get caught on like a farm to market road where it's just dust because when you get dust and heavy rainfall it's muddy and then you get stuck in the mud like that's a super big problem and like you need to know like the local roads because some of the roads that like we were on like there's no signal out there like you're you're in west texas like there are some places that you just don't get service. So um, yeah. those were definitely two memorable, memorable events, um, both working on air and off air that I was like, I will never try to get closer to a storm that I can't see, even though I could mm. see it on radar. Like you just, you never know like what's going to happen. So um, daytime or light, light chasing is a, is a good <laughs> way to go. Like when you, when you can see stuff and uh, just, I, just, you know, for anybody who's listening, who, you know, like wants to storm chase, just be safe, kind of know what you're doing. And um, it, it, it's just always good to trust your gut. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's let's uh, get back to the studio. And um, so we I see you working every day. But to be honest, I have no idea what you're doing <laughs> Like <laughs> in, in, in your day to day. Like I look over like I mean, at the end of the day, you compile this forecast and you put it on air so everyone can clearly understand it. So kind of like what exactly are you doing and what are meteorologists looking for when they're trying to compile their forecast? Like because I have no idea. I just know that <laughs> at, at, at my standpoint, whenever you put up the seven day, I got to push that button. And sometimes yeah. I miss the button, but that's well, okay. Sometimes, sometimes you miss the bus stop forecast yeah. and then yeah. the seven days up, you just hear honk honk. Matt, Matt, I don't, I don't miss the bus stop. <laughs> Kellyanne knows when I'm working the bus. <laughs> I actually, I actually time it. Actually, if you want me to be honest, I usually time it. I usually listen to what you're saying and I time it when you start your bus stop forecast. I even take it to the next level for you. Thank you. You know, it's funny that you say that because every time it happens right on the dot, I'm like, how does he know? (laughs) I always, but I, but just weirdly enough, I know it's usually like the, like the second or third thing you go to. It's usually one of your first graphics you go to. Right. Sometimes I'll switch it up on you. 
You do. Yeah, you do. You, you gotta pay attention. <laughs> like, oh, oh, she got you. You don't usually get me though. I think you may have got me maybe like once or twice, but. <laughs> the best. Ooh, meanwhile, like, I... <laughs> 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 meanwhile, at Kellyanne's like telling her forecast, like, all right, I'm, I'm lingering for that bus stop beep beep, but I don't, I don't. Beep beep. Okay, no beep. Okay. I was just about to say. I was gonna say. Meanwhile, I show the bus stop forecast. I talk about drop off and pickup, and there's no bus stop. So I'm about to move on to the next graphic, and as soon as the next graphic goes. Beep, beep. I was like, dig it, Matt! <laughs> like, well, Matt, I, I tried Matt. to wait, but how long, how, how long can I talk about a bus stop <laughs> We love you, Matt. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Kellyanne's like, as, as soon as that happens, Kellyanne's like, ah, Matt's working today. No. <laughs> Gotta uh, love him. <laughs> Or then even better when, like, I also beat myself up when I don't change it. Like, not only did I miss it sometimes, like, you missed oh. the, the bus stop, and then you forgot to you forget to change it because it's in the same source, and then you get the beep beep in the seven day, and then you're really, you're really beating yourself up for that. You're like, oh, damn it. And I, I, I literally say, your seven day for beep beep. <laughs> like, Thanks, man. And then, and, then, and then at that point, I'm like, do I recover? Like, I could just, I can give you the do do do. Or I could be like, forget it. You, you lost that could just be the new one. Beep beep doo 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 doo. I'm just trying out new sounds on air to see how it yeah. works. Well, Back to what we were talking about before. Attention. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what exactly are you doing there? What exactly are you trying to compile? I'm trying to rain it back. Home. Way off. Yeah, let's bring it somehow. <laughs> the rails who yeah who, who loves it because i love off the rail conversations same um, same <laughs> honestly i don't know how i wake up all the time at 2 a.m but basically my day starts at 2 a.m um honestly my my brain is still a little bit foggy when i get to work and i <laughs> i don't don't really like to talk to people until i've had my coffee mm-hmm. um just because i'm not a morning person like i I've always been a night owl. Like I would go to bed at 2 a.m., wake up at like 11, 12 o'clock mm-hmm. in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I like being on mornings though because I feel like even on the weekends I'll wake up at like six, six thirty, and I'm like, my day's ready. I'm ready to go. And ready like, to go. I've, yeah. you know, I, yeah. I've never been like that, but it's it's nice to have like a full day. Anyway, getting back to your original question. <laughs> um. So once I get into work, I I look at what's happening now because what's happening now is going to affect what's happening for the rest of the day and into your forecast. So, uh, for example, uh, last week I, on Monday, I predicted a 50% chance of showers and storms. I think it probably only panned out to be like 20%. Well, we had a front that stalled and off of that front developed a new low and we were right in what we call like a dry slot. When you have a dry slot, obviously that limits kind of like uh, the moisture that you have. So we didn't really get a lot of showers. So mm. that's why that Monday, Tuesday, we were drier than what I had forecasted. So looking at what is happening now, it makes a very big impact on your forecast in the near term. And obviously like eventually long term, I guess, but more so near term. So I'll start off what's happening now. And then um, the, the atmosphere is very interesting. It's like a layered cake. So you have your top layer, you have your mid layers, and then you have your surface or your bottom layers. Um, and so at each different layer, something is, something different is happening. It just depends on what layer in, what you're looking for. So 
I go for my forecasting purposes, top down. So what's happening at the top actually is very important. I can tell you what's happening at the bottom. So like, let's say your model is, is showing there, there's going to be rain, uh, you know, to let's say three days out. Well, at the top layer, three days out, you're starting to get into a ridge of high pressure. So you know that's not going to happen. You can still put maybe a 10% chance because there could be a chance that it pans out, but you know more likely it's not going to be the 50% or the 60% that the model is saying. So it really just depends on, and it's very important also in winter weather forecasting, not like, you know, Floridians, we have to really deal with winter weather a lot. Um, But it is very important because you can have a warm layer of air and at the surface it's 23 degrees. But if the warm layer above is above freezing, what's going to happen is depending on how thick that layer is, you can either get freezing rain or you can get sleet instead of all snow. So stuff like that is super important to know like what's happening all throughout the atmosphere to put your forecast together. So once you do that, you kind of put your forecast together. I usually start with what's going to be happening and precipitation wise. Then I'll go to temperatures because if you have a little bit more cloud cover, you have more precipitation, most likely your temperatures are going to be a little bit cooler because you don't get that daytime heating that you would on a sunny day. So I'll do, uh, you know, precipitation, if there's going to be any, then I'll do temperatures, go to my winds. Winds also play a very big factor too. If they're out of the Southwest, you're looking a little bit more hot than rather out of the East. Um, so it's, it's very fascinating to see like all the different factors at play and how that can impact your forecast. So I'll do the forecast. Then after that, I'll do my graphics and, it always starts off with the seven day because that's, you know, what people want, but it also helps you kind of plan out and think about like how you want to stack your show and how you want to talk about the forecast and doing the forecast is more like telling a weather story. So you kind of start what's happening now, or you start with the big picture and how that big picture is going to impact us later or what's happening now that's going to impact us later. It kind of just depends on what part of the day that you're in. Uh, a lot of people, I feel like in the mornings care more about what's happening now and how that's going to impact my day. But sometimes the big picture can impact your day more near term rather than long term. So it kind of just depends on what's happening. Uh, but after graphics and I kind of just, you know, stack my show and then uh, I get ready and I just, I just chat. I feel like it's like, a, it's a little better chat with Kellyanne. Yeah. <laughs> it's weather time with Kellyanne again. <laughs> well, Wake up with it. weather. <laughs> Every 15 minutes, really. Um, well, that's crazy that all that is, you know, all that work is compiled into into that. And then after that, like for me, you know, with the anchors, they have a script. So they, they're, they're reading the, the teleprompter. And so like all of all the stuff that they're working on, they have like a reference they can go off of. But for you, like you don't have that. Like you're just going off of whatever's on the top of your head. So that like and graphics <laughs> and, and that in graphics. Yeah, very true. So are you mainly like remembering what you did or are you, are you reading the graphics and telling us what basically what the graphics are saying? Um, it kind of just depends. Not going to lie. There are times when I zone out like in the middle of my forecast, but I'm still talking. Like I know the forecast and like, I know what's happening, what's going to happen, but my mind will just talk just talk about the weather and mm-hmm. I'll come back and I'll be like, okay, like I need to switch to the next graphic. Now I've been talking for way too long about nothing. <laughs> like really not that important. Um, and so like, that's when I'll let the graphic lead me in. But most times I like to um, kind of put it in a, in a way that it just 
flows all together. Um, so like, no matter what I'm saying, I know that the graphic that I'm on now will lead into the next one. So usually I know what's next. Sometimes I'll forget, but I, I feel <laughs> like human. I recover pretty well. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because, because like you said, like we don't read a prompter and I feel like that's one of, one of the biggest shocks to people is that I don't read a prompter. Like this is all off my mind, which is also why I think it's very important to have a background in meteorology. Um, because you could talk about sunshine and 75 for, you know, like five days straight, no problem. But like, as soon as uh, something happens significant for weather, like you, you need to know like how to talk about it or like, let's say, um, and this has happened to me. Uh, I don't know if it's happened since I, I, I've been at the station, but it's definitely happened in like my, my other markets where something will happen where the anchors need me to stretch. And I only have like, four graphics in like first weather <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, this is all current and I've already been talking for a minute. How can I stretch a weather story for potentially a minute, a minute and a half. And like, I remember going through school and like my professor saying, this is going to happen to you. Like you need to make sure like, you know what you're talking about. And I'm like, no, no, it's never gonna happen. Obviously like it happens. And so like, that's why I think it's so important to have a meteorology degree when just when also doing the weather, because we are real scientists, like we are real meteorologists. We're not just somebody reading off a prompter. We know what's happening in the atmosphere. We know how it's going to relate to the next several hours, several days. So, um, yeah, don't know what your original question was. But <laughs> I, I remember I wanted to make the point of saying we don't read off a prompter. Yeah. But would you say that's the common misconception in, in your in your in your field? Absolutely. And I, and I feel like a lot of people think that we're, we're not like actual, you know, like meteorologists, like we read off a prompter, like someone is telling us what to say. And right. we're just here because, you know, we look good and we want to just talk because it's an easy job and we get paid to be wrong, quote unquote. Uh, that's not true at all. Like this is all of our forecasts. This is, uh, especially for individuals like like we're a team obviously but like our individual forecast like I take that forecast to heart like when when a forecast what we call bus so like when I predict 50% chance of rain and 20 and only 20% like pans out like I take that to heart like I, I'm not laughing because yeah I still get paid and I got it wrong like it actually like it, it is a problem for meteorologists to like know that like what you forecast didn't actually pan out but it's also like a learning lesson like what happened that I didn't see to always mm. make it better. So, uh, yeah, the, the common misconception is someone writes our stuff. We get it all from the app and we're always wrong and we get paid to be wrong. But, uh, no, we, we, we take the, uh, the wrong forecast to heart. Yeah. And you can definitely see that. <clears throat> and based on what you were saying, and we see it every day, it's like the, you're not just sitting over there on your computer doing nothing you're like you're actively doing smart changing. people shit yeah <laughs> exactly uh, <laughs> when i when i walk in the morning i have this piece of tape and i put it over the audio board and i write little initials on it so i know and not to forget uh which button i need to press at a certain day and then you're over here being like all right here's all these numbers and here's what's guy. happening in the day oh i gotta come over here and do some calculus at three in the morning <laughs> Be right back. I have to go derive equations. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot going on there. Um, uh, and also, like, uh, 
women in STEM, women in sciences. Like, is is that something that, you know, how, how did you go through that? Like, is there anything that, you know, there, are there also any misconceptions with that too? Or, you know, even advice that you have for women who are trying to go into STEM, obviously in the, in the sciences, anything you want to say even on that particular topic? Uh, there is so much that I could say, but we would be here for like another two hours. Um, yeah. what you got? <laughs> I feel very passionately about women in STEM. Uh, going through school, there wasn't a lot of females in my physics calculus, um, because it was all engineering students and something that, um, is more male driven, but also I guess is more like, um, a stigma kind of thing. Like women can't be engineers. Women can't be scientists. Like they're, they're not smart enough. Um, and, uh, like going through school, like I, I remember like people, <laughs> I remember people saying like, you, like, I, I know this, like you don't know this. And so we would be doing like a, a math, a math homework problem. And I would tell them like, this is how like you need to do it. And they're like, no, 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 I'm right. You're wrong. And it's like, okay, well then you do it your way. I'm going to do it my way. And like, I'm just trying to help them out. And, and they're, they're over here, like thinking that they know everything. And so it, it's, it's rewarding, but it's also difficult. Like it's rewarding to know that you're right. And, um, to, to show that you can do what the male uh, gender can also do. Like it, it's not just the men that are, you know, the scientists or the smartest people in the room. Like women are smart. Like they are Absolutely. really smart. Yeah. And I feel like my wife's a lot smarter than credit. me. So I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. <laughs> wow. We all believe it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. You, you know it. I know what you meant. I know what you, I know I what you meant. I trying to be rude. I just want to, let me take that knife out of my heart first. <laughs> Matt, Matt's over here like, well, I, I'm not oh. going to say anything about my girlfriend. I'm just going to say it. Oh, no, no, no. I already know. <laughs> yeah, I already know. I was like, I'm yeah. definitely not the smartest person in the room. Not in this, not in this yeah. house. Not in any room in this house. <laughs> but this is also, so you ever see like those, those segments on like Americans, like funniest home videos or something where like the guy is doing something stupid and it's like, this is why women live longer because they're smarter. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like going back, like, like going into a STEM field, like it's definitely intimidating to be like the only female or like one of four females in a classroom of like 50. Uh, it's intimidating, but it definitely wow. is rewarding to know that like you can do it. Just put your work, put your effort into it. Don't give up. And like, there were a lot of times when I literally was like, I can't, like, I can't do this major like I can't do math I can't do science because it does get difficult but I was like I know what I want at the end and to achieve that goal and to prove everybody wrong who said I can't do it will make it more rewarding um I really want girls to consider uh young women uh to consider a stem field it doesn't have to be meteorology but it could be science technology engineering math um it really is a rewarding field to know that like you are just as good or even better than your male counterparts in class. And just because they can be a jerk to you doesn't mean that you should get discouraged from doing it. And the feeling is very nice of when you're like, I told you so like, 
let's be real. Like I told you so. <laughs> I knew this. You you tried to you know make me feel crappy about myself, but you know, um, it all it all works out in the end. Um, if you are interested in a STEM field and you don't know what you want to do, uh, just just look into everything that you're interested in. You don't have to have that one defining moment. I didn't have that one defining moment of meteorology. I wanted to look at volcanoes. Like, <laughs> like each thing led you, you know, each it's, little yeah. interest right. led you to where you are now. Yeah. So like, if you have any interest, if you, if you love doing math, if you love doing physics, like if you have any interest in that, uh, just, just think about something that you would want to do. It doesn't have to be, you have to go directly into math. Like you love math. You have to go directly into math and become a teacher. Like if that's not your path, that's not your path, but you can love math and you can love science and you could put that into some other field in STEM rather than just, you know, like learning the math and then becoming a teacher. If that's what you want to do too, like that, that's great. Like I think we need more educate, more educator for, you know, like math and science and like those STEM fields and women representing the STEM field in classes because that also gives them, you know, like a kind of like a boost and be like, okay, like my professor, super smart, you know, I want to be just like her or something, you know, like something along those lines. Do so, you see yourself? Um, no, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, like, seriously, like, don't be discouraged. Uh, and I feel like just knowing I was, I was a shy girl, like when I was little. So like, just knowing that, like, that was definitely a possibility to like have people be mean to you and just like kind of like put you down to feel better about themselves. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It's rewarding. But if you have something you do go out, uh, ask questions, go see if you could shadow people, like any interest at all. Like it is a very rewarding career. So it seems like the big thing is to, <clears throat> excuse me, is to deal with uh, egos. <laughs> yes. Uh, egos is a very, very great term. Um, yeah, unfortunately there are a lot of egos out there. Um, I'm better than you, but like, let's, let's be real here. Like we're all, we're all humans. Like we all make mistakes and like, we're all here to learn. So like no one's better than anybody else, especially if it's like you're a male and you're trying to make a female feel bad about themselves just to make you feel better about yourself. Just it's just him displaying his insecurities on putting his his insecurities onto you. Right. And girl, if that happens, work it to your advantage and make them like For boil real. inside. <laughs> like turn it back it, on them. Yeah, it's and it, you can do it once you realize that, like I, I've seen it like you can just do it very easily. Just disarm them and they're just helpless, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I feel like I've had a, a couple of instances where it's just like I'm doing me. And like, I'm not worried about you anymore because you're irrelevant, but I know that me doing me and not focusing on you and what you're doing is eating at you inside. And then when I succeed in something that you wanted, that is like, that makes them go. Insane. Yeah. You see, I mean, it just seems like that's important for any endeavors. Like, just don't focus on the haters. Like you do you. I, these people are coming at you because they're obviously jealous because you have something that they don't. Exactly. Yeah. Do you like don't don't worry about anyone but yourself. And if you want to go to a STEM field, like obviously make friends. Like even though I'm saying like don't be discouraged by like you being, you know, like one of four people in a class of, you know, 50 or one of four women in a class of 50 people, uh, you know, like not all 
of those people are going to be super egotistic. Like a lot of people like want to help and like vice versa, like they'll ask you for help. So just know that not everyone in, you know, the STEM field is like, you know, like ego and like out to get you or whatever. But uh, just also don't be, don't be uh, fooled that everyone is, you know, your friend. Yeah. Be, you know, be vigilant, like, you know, really pay attention to who you're interacting with. Yeah. And, and just be true to yourself. Like don't conform to, you know, like anybody else. And it always also just always ask questions just in general, like your professors, like no question is a dumb question. I cannot tell you how many times I went into my thermodynamics uh, professor's office just in one day asking questions about homework. Like it may seem like it would be annoying, but like they actually love that you show interest in what you're learning and that you are willing to learn. And honestly, sometimes that's even better than like how you perform in the class. So like, let's say like you're borderline D to C, but you've been showing the effort that you want to learn and you're trying really hard to learn, but it's something's not clicking. They will help you out and make you get that C. Let's just say, so don't, don't, don't be afraid to ask questions uh, and always be willing to learn. Um, Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting. Everything that you've been saying. And also, I mean, I, again, I didn't know, much of what you were doing. So I've, I've, I've learned a lot today, to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> You're speechless. Yes, I had so much <laughs> to so. say the least. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Uh, but Kelly, before we let you go, we have one more question to ask you. And this is kind of an open-ended question uh, to some degree. Um, but uh, unless Ernest, do you have anything else to add before I, we ask the final question? No, go ahead, Matt. Okay, I'm all right. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so, what is your favorite movie? And we can extend this to maybe a reality series or a TV show, but mainly, like, what is your favorite movie? Is there one that you kind of go to? It's typically, the last question we ask at the end of the at the end of the show. Oh my goodness. Um, you know, I I don't watch movies that much. I feel like ever since I moved to mornings, I just don't do a lot of television and movies and stuff. Um, I can't even remember the last movie that I watched. I feel like Maybe I watched a movie childhood? recently. Um, okay, here's something. It's not a movie, but it's a series that I feel like a lot of people don't know of. Um, okay. Have you guys ever heard of Abed and Lou Costello? Uh, no. What? Why does that sound familiar? Yeah. The, so the so they do the sk- Abbott and Lou Costello. It's It's like an old Comedy time... Movie. Yeah, they have the lot. They have the uh, the the skit. Who's on first? What's on yes. second? I don't know. Who's on yes. third? Yes, yes, I remember. Yes, yeah. Um, I don't know why that always sticks out to me, but I just remember <laughs> my parents had this big um, van. It was like a oh gosh, I don't even. It was a GMC. I don't know what kind of GMC it was, but it was like this big van, and they had like a, a video, like a TV player right behind like the driver or passenger seats. Whenever we would go on long road trips, they would play that. And I just always remember like watching that. So like that from my childhood is always funny because it's like, they're, they're just silly. Um, but as far as like movies, I guess, I don't know. I don't really watch movies. I feel like the last movie that I can recall was the one about uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I didn't know a lot about her oh, honestly the, the, until. The, yeah. I think it was called the bias of sex. I think it's what it's called on the basis of sex on the, on the basis of sex. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, and so I like, I think if I were to like 
choose a movie, it would either have to be a comedy or something that would interest me that I was actually like true. So to like figure out what people's lives were like and like what they kind of went through. So like seeing it from like her perspective was very, very interesting. Also the crown, um, mm. kind of just that. So like stuff like that almost. So more like stuff that's either happened. It's like a documentary or it's like reality in a sense, like it's happened yeah. or it can, I don't want to say it can happen because then I think of like that, what we were just talking about earlier about like the world ending and like yes. not wanting to know that like it could happen, <laughs> yeah. but like to know that like what like people's lives were like. So I guess like more like documentaries type series or documentary movies or honestly, any comedy is like, I love to laugh. So if you can make me laugh, <laughs> like I'll watch that movie. It's, okay. It sounds like you're really into biopics is I think that the, like anything that roots about someone else's life and put into a movie standpoint. Yeah. Um, but yeah, wow. Um, Avon Castello, it, it, that's um, such a it's a deep cut <laughs> for like I'm looking at their biography <laughs> that right now. Like the these at least one of them died in 1974, and the yeah. other one passed away at 1959. So and these were a comic duo. Uh, the first thing I looked up, they're most famously known for. Uh, um, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, and that was made in 1948. So, yeah, and so they're definitely uh, a comedic duo. That I the name sounds very familiar, and I might have seen them in the past, but uh, very deep cut, old fashioned. I like mm -hmm. it. Um, but yeah, Kellyanne, thank you very much for coming on to the show. Really we had a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Thanks. Yes, we were all over the place. <laughs> I know. I'm like, you never know what's gonna come out of, my, of the mouse next. Like, you never know what we're gonna talk about. We digress. Yeah, we, <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is great, but this is exactly why we love doing this. Like, you know, this is this is what it is. You know, it's it's not we don't it's not just a movie podcast. Yes. So much more. We there try to so offer a little bit more. And yeah. we also, you know, we yes, we we love movies, and that's mainly what it is. But every now and then, we can sit down with somebody who's in in an industry and kind of pick their brain. We have many professions on this podcast before, and like, there's a lot that you just learn from that. And they also rooting back to. Whatever they do in their life, they also come back and they like movies as well. And in your case, you like reality TV, and that's why it's we wanted something. to have you come. Out. Yeah, it's something. It's you sit in front of a TV and watch something, and that's why we're box office pictures. Um, but yeah, <laughs> um, Kellyanne, if anyone wants to find you, where can they do so? So they can always be, you know, knowing the the. But I, I don't even know the the common phrase they use. Uh, the weather. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Forecast. Clearly, someone was not listening this whole time. <laughs> it's like you know she's a meteorologist, right? Together. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, what I meant to say, like, if they want to follow you, where can they find you to learn all the weather stuff? <laughs> uh, sure, uh, they can find me on Twitter. Uh, Twitter and Instagram are the same handle. It's Kellyanne uh, WX, and then uh, Facebook, it's Meteorologist Kellyanne Class. So I like to post really cool pictures of weather storms um honestly just really nerdy stuff and then like once in a while i'll talk about or i guess retweet i don't really talk about it but like i'll retweet you know like a fascinating like weather nerd tweet so if you like weather if you want to you want to you know learn more about meteorology uh yeah give me a follow and um hopefully i inspired some young women or females who are thinking about a career in meteorology or stem to go for it because um it's a really awesome field. 
Absolutely. Um, if you want more from us, you can always follow us on our social media channels and Instagram at box office underscore bingers on Facebook at box office bingers. You can reach us, reach us out, uh, and our email of box office bingers at gmail.com. And we're also on TikTok. We don't know what we're doing on there, but we still use it all the time. <laughs> we make videos, we let you know what's new to streaming and other fun things we might post and we think it's funny and we, you know, make a little fun video on it. And yeah, that's all of our social media channels. Kellyanne, couldn't thank you. Thank you very much for coming on to the show. Hopefully we can have you back on again. Yeah. Maybe Hopefully we can con you back in. Yeah. And more yes, I am in. I am in. All right. Ooh, we heard you it. heard it. That's it. You heard it. You guys heard it. People. Yeah. <laughs> already locked her in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, come back next week. We're going to be. Oh, Ernesto. This this is your moment right here. In the Heights. We are reviewing wait. that. This I know so you are so psych- excited for In the Heights. So many years. <laughs> since 2008. <laughs> since I've been. It was when I Ooh. first saw the show. I first that, saw the show live in 2008 when I heard. And then I heard the music. I've seen the show twice, once in Tampa, once, I know, Matt, you hear me like a broken record, you know. I know. Yeah. Once in Tampa, once in New York, but it was beautiful. It's Lin-Manuel Miranda's first Broadway show, kind of what led him up to do Hamilton and Moana and everything else that he's been doing. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm really excited. This is this is the week I'm just going to jam out to the soundtrack, to the yeah. original <laughs> Broadway. So, so, side note, Matt. I know that you already saw the movie, and we I had a conver- we had a conversation about the movie. Like yes. without telling me, don't tell me anything else. Just okay. what did you think of the music? I love the music. Music okay. is fantastic. The I, movie know, music or the the Broadway what, recording what music. Since and I, I just spoke to you yesterday, so I was able to get a pre-screening last night um, of In the Heights. So I've seen the movie, and then after I watched the movie, I drove home listening to the soundtrack the broadway soundtrack because the movie version isn't out yet at the time of us recording but obviously the broadway version is so i've listened to both and i and i love both versions of um of the broadway version and the movie adaptation oh, uh, i can't wait well. to hear your th- i can't wait I know, to hear I know, all your I know, thoughts I know, and i have so many but we just gotta wait we gotta wait till next week that's, that's, that's a, a small teaser. little tease for you guys <laughs> a small little tease. <laughs> for those who actually for those who made it this far and care <laughs> and or care <laughs> uh thanks again for uh listening to us we're gonna be back next week as we do every week kellyanne thank you very much for coming thank on you. to the show Really do appreciate Thanks, you joining us. Uh, and for that, I've been your host, Matt Diaz. Ben Ernesto Santos. See ya. <laughs>